Hey, Jill. Hi, Ryan. What's up? You have something in your teeth. I just had soup. It's dill. (laughs) And I do apologize for often eating on the podcast and more importantly, burping a lot because I usually have my two Sprite Zeros, which is my nightcap, while we podcast and it makes me burp. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to stop drinking Sprite Zero. I tried and it didn't work. It's okay. I think the community is okay with it. The community? Yeah. Um, Jill, I have another um, moral ethical dilemma to bring up to you quickly. First, let's talk about your finger. How is it? Yeah. Fam, if you saw her Instagram, Ryan dislocated her pinky. (laughs) I know. How stupid. Um, It's still really swollen and my whole like palm is like black and blue. I know. I haven't seen you. Um, And even like it's black and blue over here and it'll start to hurt like down the bottom of my hand by the wrist so yeah i go to the doctor the cute doctor i hope he's there friday um for them to like look at it and see because i wish i went to pull it up i, I wanted to read like what the x-ray said because basically what it's oh i haven't even told you the story yet. so basically what it said was so i go to the er what did you see this no, serious breaking news caitlin just texted us yeah, that this these sources are bad. Okay. Do you want to read it out loud? Not serious sources, but Kevin Costner and Reese Witherspoon are allegedly dating. Oh well. And your face made me think it was something bad. I was like, what? <laughs> no, just yeah, like so I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Put the tape so back anyway, on. I know, but it's it's all fuzzy from all day. Um Anyway, I was playing soccer last Wednesday. I was in the goal. Parents out there, don't ever let your kids play goalie. The <laughs> only thing that's ever brought me is anxiety, stress, and injury. No no sport position is free from injury, Ryan. I know, but but you could be less anxious and stressed mm-hmm. and have feel like you have the team's success on your back if you're not in goal, no. I think, because you're more of a field player. It's just my from my own personal experience as being a goalkeeper in high school and sometimes doing it now. And I just don't. So anyway, I was doing the goal. A girl kicked the ball pretty hard and it hit me right in the pinky. And I thought I just jammed it at first because I've done that many times. And shout out to our father, Mike. He's really good at pulling your finger out if it gets jammed during a basketball game. Um, and then I took my goalie glove off and my pinky was just like crazy crooked. And I was like, off, oh my God. Off the hook. It was, it was off, off the hook. hook. I was like, oh my God, it's broken. I was like, immediately like started freaking out. And thankfully two girls on my team are in healthcare. One's a PT, one's an OT. And they said, let's go to the sidelines. Let's sit down. Oh, what else happened, Jill? This team's kind of annoying. We end up, they're like our least favorite team. They kick the ball. It hit, I try to stop it. It hits me in the finger. It drops or I drop it because I'm in pain. And they're all kicking behind me trying to get it back in. If I, I, I was like, stop, stop. And then like, you know, cause again, it's BSSC, like right. calm down. And, and then I went and grabbed it, the ball and was like, my finger hurts stop, <laughs> because it, it hurt more than like a usual jam in your finger. And then, yeah. So people on my team looked at it. They, it was so funny there. I was like, I can't even look at it. And they're like, we can look at it. And they're like talking to each other. One's like, well, it does feel pretty firm. And I was like, I don't know what any of this means or like what they're checking. Right. But they called it. They said it's probably dislocated. Go to urgent care. All the urgent cares near me were closed. So I went to the emergency room. And 
while I was waiting at one point after I got an x-ray, I had like the Mass General Hospital like patient portal on my phone. Mm -hmm. So I just kept refreshing it to see like when the x-ray pictures came through to be like, I don't know. Because as soon as those came through, they were like, then a doctor will come see you. And they were like, it could take one to two hours to process. Jeez. I had to watch the, the Clippers play the Lakers. Um, it was the night of the last World Series game, apparently. And then when I finally, the, the x-ray came through, I saw the picture that I posted on Instagram where it literally like looks like my pinky's like off the hook, <laughs> off the track. You know when your screen door gets off the track in the back of your house? And then it said like, dorsal dislocation basically and then it said something about an avulsion which i told a story sister caitlin do you remember when there was that time when jimmy fallon was on it was either tonight show or late night he had that like thing on his hand for like a really long time yeah he had a ring avulsion which basically he said he was wearing his wedding ring and like playing with his kids on the carpet and it got caught on the carpet and got like pulled backwards and he had to wear this like big long arm thing forever and i was like am i gonna have to wear that big long arm thing that jimmy fallon had that was your and immediate then I started... thought yes which, <laughs> which is why podcast. we have a pop culture podcast and then i um go like we started googling it and then i started feeling really woozy so i was like i can't read this anymore and then it basically said there's like a tiny piece of bone fracture but when i when the doctors the cute hand doctor came out to see me he was like Oh yeah, that's fine. You know that usually happens. I'm with sure something it's like, like this. so small they can't even like read. Right, operate. and it's not like yeah. they can put your finger in a in a cast. But also, did I tell you this? They wanted to just pop my finger back into place in the waiting room of the ER. No, you didn't tell me, but I don't find that weird. I was like, can we go to a room? <laughs> I was like, I'm really queasy and I might faint. Like, I I don't want to just be sitting here with these. This is why you should have called me. Why? What would have the difference been? I would have been, been there, there if you passed out. out. I didn't pass out. And so would have uh, many nurses and doctors, Jill, who could do way more than you can. But anyway, they took me to the room, and then the cute doctor distracted me while the ugly one popped my finger back <laughs> into place. And it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But then I had to get another x-ray and wait like another two hours just to make sure it like looked normal. And now I have to tape my finger until the foreseeable future. And that's my pinky story. And that's your pinky story. My quick moral dilemma question for you was, I was walking on the beach yesterday. I was walking on the beach one day. Yes. And I saw in, and I was pretty far from my house. And I saw in the sand, a, like a key fob. You need a fob to enter my building. And it looked like the one for my building. So I was like, oh, I wonder if this will work for my building. Or if it's one of the millions of condo buildings near my house. It does work for my building. Oh, and it was just loosey goosey on its own. So I was like, "Hey, do I write in our building Facebook group like, did someone lose their fob on the beach? I I found it, or do I keep it and give it to like you okay. or Caitlin? So I have an extra because it's like twenty five dollars yeah. anytime you want to order a new one. All right, so I'm keeping it. I don't you guys. think that's a moral. Like, I don't think you're going to hell for that. It's like Uber. You left your phone in the Uber. Right. You left your fob on the beach. I happen to see it. Also, who you, you know, know? What if like ten people right. come forward to be like, "Oh me, I lost it." You know. That was the other thing. And it wasn't attached to a key or anything. Yeah. Very straight. Or even a keychain. It was just loose. Maybe it was God put it there. God's water. Bogus is real. All right. Shall we start with the ever-present thing that consumed our... didn't consume our weekends, but it consumed my timeline. I was like when I was... 
out on Saturday night with friends, I felt like I was like missing out on a lot of Instagram <laughs> updates and I would like go in the bathroom. And so watch we're talking about BravoCon, which is the third annual weekend of all the Bravo celebrities. Bravo, the television network, brings all of their show's stars to a convention center and they have panels and they meet fans and they sell their wares and was at the bizarre like boardwalk or whatever it was called. Yeah, it's a whole to do and so many things get announced that weekend like new seasons and trailers for new seasons and storylines from things. So, we had a lot of info come out this weekend. What did you specifically want to touch on? Yeah, well, a couple things. One is I feel like last year I I guess I don't really remember the first one. I feel like last it year was, was the first pre COVID. Really... Okay. BC. BC. Before COVID. So like I don't know. I just feel like last year it was like kind of again, like kind of infiltrated all the people we follow on Instagram and our friends and we're talking about it in a group chat. And I think someone asked, like, would you guys go? And we were like, No, this is stupid. Like but then watching it this year, I do have to admit there were a couple moments where I'm like, it might be fun to go. You know, probably still wouldn't because I don't want to be in like Vegas and like be surrounded by smoke and stuff. But I don't know. There were a couple things that I thought looked fun to go. Like I would like to go to the Matt Rogers Roni panel, you know, or like, you know, I don't want to go take a picture at the bar behind Sir and like the photo booth options and stuff. Oh, there was a funny thing. You could recreate the Vanderpump Rules theme. Yeah. Like they they film you like turning around with the triers, filling your drink really slowly, which was funny. But I don't know. It looked kind of fun. I would never um, go. I would never go. And it definitely looked more high, like they put more money yes, into it this year. I agree. Like higher production value, I guess. And I feel like the whole Vanity Fair article did nothing. Like they probably had such a successful weekend. The they only, probably sold out, get wrist passes The or only storyline that really came out is that they disinvited Ramona because she, in response to the Vanity Fair article, she texted a page six reporter and wrote the N-word. And that got leaked. And then Bravo said, you're done. Like, you're still... But they're still coming out with the show that she's on. But they're not going to let her go and watch Happens Live. They're not going to let her promote it. They're not going to... She's done. I know, but they could edit her out of the show. I would not want the show to air. I don't think it looks... I'm not, like, pining for it. I don't care. No, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So, I yeah, I don't think we need the show. But that was, like, the only fallout from the Vanity Fair article. I didn't see it, but someone mentioned in our group chat... Or Instagram that Andy was asked about it and he was like, I can't really talk about it or something. Oh, I didn't see that either. Yeah. The other thing about that is like Dorinda Medley is like the most pathetic person alive. Yes. Like I was thinking about like how much production it is for like Loverboy to like sell their wares there. Like Kyle Cook of Summer House has a alcohol brand Loverboy. It's very popular. They do very well. Taste doesn't taste good. Doesn't taste good. I don't like any of that stuff. Anyway. Um but like They'll make a lot of money off this weekend, but it's very hard yeah. to like get all your product there and get the booth ready. And Dorinda like has her own booth for Bluestone Manor alcohol. Like, what are Is you? Is it alcohol? Yeah, it's like rum, I think, or something. I don't know. It's like, what are you doing? She's, she's bourbon? Totally Maybe it's bourbon. Whatever. I don't know. So Dorinda Medley was on The Real Houses of New York and then was fired because all she does on the show is get blackout drunk yeah. and my therapist- As I'm taking she, a sip from my glass of wine. She mixes alcohol with pills, probably, is, is her guess. And she, like, screams at people, belittles them, and is so horrible. And then the next day is, like, not apologetic at all. Like, she doesn't remember it. doesn't remember what she said, but, but kind of, like, backs her action and thinks she's, like, cool and a good person. And then she said, she basically delusionally thinks that she's, like- popular and will get back on the show even though she's a fucking liability yeah and then 
you know, it's, and I feel like sometimes she probably will trash Andy or Bravo and be like, uh, you know, that blah, blah, blah. They, they should have me, me on. Yeah. I'm, I'm the best one. But then she like comes back to BravoCon and comes back to the ultimate girls trip. And she just looks like a loser. And then like, I looked at all of Andy's stories, I think yesterday, and he ran into her on the plane ride back to New York yeah. and they like took a picture together. And I'm like, if I was doing it, I'd be like, fuck off. But I'd also wouldn't go. I'd be like, well, she has to the, because she has, she has nothing. She has nothing. nothing. She has like, nothing. This but, is her addiction. It's her vice. I mean, aside from alcohol, but being on. And then watching the preview for Ultimate Girls Trip, I'm like, oh, maybe she's learned. She hasn't been on for a little while. Every class, she's like blackout screaming at people. And Caitlin has said this before. She's like, imagine watching yourself blacked out on TV. Like, you'd be so embarrassed. Mortified. You would never drink on camera Mortified. Again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but she doesn't care. Like, it's no. wild. Um, so I go one of the other, some of the other things I wanted to mention. Um, I do want to say Ariana Maddox and Katie Maloney of Vanderpump Rules slash something about her. I was thinking about. I feel like they both look the best they have in years. Like they look fit, they look hot. Their hair and makeup's on point. Katie's outfits weren't great, but whatever. And I was like, it you know, leaving these guys who are just shitheads holding you back. Like now you're like. I'm just happy for them. I'm like, yeah, you I am too. The but where is the restaurant? Back. Where are the sandwiches? Bureaucratic zoning. Their their collab with Lay's looked delightful. It did. I hope Lay's gave them a lot of money. But what do you mean? It seems like they zoning. Did. It was zoned as a restaurant before. Why can't it be a restaurant now? No, like that they had to like rip up the whole front side. So what? Thing. You could still sell a sandwich. Not if people can't get in your building because of like OSHA violations. I don't know. Give our girls some credit. I'm trying. But that was another funny thing. They had a booth with like this collab with Lay's and they sold like so much of these like little sandwiches yep. with like a side of chips. And then Tom Sandoval's booth was like a whiteboard where he wrote like Tom Tom sweatshirt $140 or whatever. Also, did you know those tattoos he had on his neck and chest were fake? No. He was testing them out. What I saw him idiot. like through the red carpet. And someone wrote like, can't even get real tattoos like you bitch. Even though he has real tattoos already. So, and also he's obviously like, I shaved the mustache. He thinks he looks so good. He looks literally like a little gremlin troll. And he wore like a skirt. He's trying to be cool. You're not Callum from Five Sauce. You're a piece of shit. I just don't think this season's going to be good. And they're trying to like pull, like continue on the scandal. And I just don't yeah. think it's going to get there. I will say like, I'm excited. I'm going to watch it. But the like, they showed like a sneak peek of the season coming back in January. Yeah, nothing on there. Yeah, we didn't get particularly. Anything. I do want to see why she says you tried to kill my fucking dog. If she means her current dog Maya or her deceased dog Charlotte, mm. and like what's going on there. Yeah. But yeah, otherwise, and like Sheena definitely does hang out with him, and that that sucks. That does like suck. really, that's shitty. What do you get from that? And Brock was like her hot husband. He doesn't look that hot anymore. He has like a big gap tooth. Oh, that's not. It's nice. not your fault. You're so gap tooth. Um. Any, what else do you want to say about BravoCon? Well, I, I mean, there's much to say, but I don't want to bore yeah. the people who don't care about BravoCon. I'm shocked, kind of like a Dorinda. Why are we giving Erica Jane a limited series about her Vegas show? Does anyone go to her Vegas show? I think so. BravoCon people. She doesn't know what empathy is. Did she already do this Vegas thing? I, I think she did a run. I don't know if it's still ongoing, but she's done a bunch of shows. Um, the, All the girls went, like, including Rinna, like this summer. So maybe it's over. Did you over. see when she popped her puss, her boob fell out? I did see that, yeah. yeah I, I would have gone to that dance class. So my question is, I know 
A, it's part of your job. You sign a contract with Bravo. This is now in the contract. You have to go. I'm sure they get paid a certain amount of money to go. I'm sure all their rooms are comped, but I'm sure they get paid in addition to that. But my question is, the some of the, well, all of the husbands on Real Housewives of New Jersey were there. Some of them were part of a skit, like a Magic Mike skit. And some of them were just around. How do, like, we decide whose husbands get to go or not? Like, I did see, like, two OC housewives' husbands there. Like, are we only allowing Jersey housewives' house husbands to come because, like, Joe is part of the drama because his sister is on the show? Like, do they tell the other housewives, your husbands can come, but we're not paying for them? Like, Right, because someone said... Um, like Abe, Aaron's husband was there from Roni because they yeah. saw him get on the plane with her and stuff. Like maybe you get a plus one, like as you know, if you want to bring them. But I don't know that they're going to pay for their flight, but maybe they're like they can come to your hotel. They right, can come to the you get like a wristband plus one, and they don't get paid to be a part of this. Like I'm sure Joe Gorga and yeah. um, the other Joe Margaret Joseph's husband and Frank's they got paid to do that like magic mic thing. Is Margaret the one with the pigtails? Yeah. She's still on it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I think a a lot of people love the Jersey husbands and, like, it's become such a thing. It has become such a thing. It seems like such a part of the show versus some of the other franchises. Like, but, so, yeah, I don't know. And I guess that's, like, the Bravo budget. It's, like, do we want to pay for, you know, the seventh lead from Winterhouse or do we want to pay for Joe Gorga? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But that's a good question. Yeah, I was, like, not, like, weirded out by that, but I was just, like, this is so interesting that only one franchise's husbands are like promoted yeah but yeah but they are i guess like they are they're a big part of the show was Teresa there yes it was very strategic like in anything it was very strategic that she and the gorgas never cross paths or never on any panel together then but they're both on the next season together yes but producers did say did you see the producer segment also when they talked about how they found out about scandal that was really interesting oh no I started to watch. Can you give me a quick recap? Because I don't just this this producer was like, okay, so we were all on a Zoom together, and uh, we were talking about the reunion and what topics. All the producers were on a Zoom, and they're like, what topics we wanted to hit the reunion. You know, what order we wanted to go in, blah blah. blah. And all of a sudden, someone on the one of the producers said, "I just got a text from Mariana." Was like, um. Or they had texted her and like, what's your availability for like reunion prep? And she was like, um, I don't know, because I'm about to kick like Tom out of my house. So like, you, I don't know what's going to happen. So, and then they all were like, wait, right now. So then like the next day they started filming again, but they were all on the zoom and they were all like, wait, you just got like how I just got this text about Reese Witherspoon and Kevin Costner. They were like, wait, you just got this text. And then they all were into the jizz. But did it just say that Tom was. She was kicking him out it was and the, not the next, Raquel or anything? It was the next morning from when she found out at TomTom, Tom, the phone, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway. So, oh, so the Bruce's of New Jersey were saying, like, they don't really have any scenes together this year. Like, it's going to be very, like, mm-hmm. which is stupid. Like, Teresa yeah. and Melissa, like, don't even have one on the show then if there's not going to be any filming together, you know. I wonder if we were in charge of programming, you know, what we'd do. With their man. I get yeah, rid of Jersey. Also, I get Bravo Con also made me realize that there are a lot of shows I don't watch. I was going to say that. I was like, the Dubai Girls, I was like, oh, I forgot about you guys. And like fam- for- Family Karma, which I like, I forgot about them. Like, I don't watch Southern Charm or Summer House. So, like, I don't know any of those people. And they were on a Oh, I- There were a bunch of like random panels, Jill. Just, it was like, you know, 
it would be like Devil Trouble and it would be like Kyle and Dorit and yeah. like Brynn and Uba and like and like I, some other ones that were like really random and I'm like I wonder how they picked these like they just probably wanted to get as many of like the famous ones on but um so this is the first time that Carl and Lindsay from Summer House saw each other since Carl broke their yeah. and, and basically left her and I think it was interesting she looks great she seemed good like I'm sure it was devastating to see him and like interact with him but yeah, I only saw the clip where it was like, is this the first time you, you two have talked? And yeah. she answered the question. All right. So do you want to hit anything else from Bravo to sorry to our non-Bravo watchers? Yeah, just a few quick things. One is um, I saw on TMZ today that it says Kyle and Mauricio don't have a prenup. I'm not surprised. But that like, what do you think about that? Do you think he has, she's always buying Rolex. Sorry, that's Clark drinking water. So he's buying Rolexes and like crazy things and taking PJs. Like, do you think she'd be fucked or do you think he'd give her some sort of spousal support if they got divorced? I don't think they're going to get divorced because they're too embedded financially. I think she's one of the owners of the agency. So I don't think like, unless it gets like really heated and like, he's going to sue her to like get her off that. I don't think that she'll be that hard up for money, but I don't think they're going to get divorced because of financial reasons. So. Yeah, but she did drop the D word on the red carpet if you saw. And that was the first I didn't. What did divorced. she say? Someone was basically asking her, like, you know, how has this year been for you? And, like, you know, with, with these episodes coming out and watching them back, like, how does it make you feel? And she kind of gave a really long answer. She also said she's – her best friend killed themselves by suicide. Do you yeah, know what she's talking yeah, about? Yeah. It was on the show, like, a year or two ago. Who is it? Like someone she grew up with, not a famous person, not someone oh. who's like really on the show, but just. Like... I just like, I felt like, yeah, like I told you. So she's talking about that. And then she's like, yeah, it's been a tough year and like, da, da, da. And sometimes I miss an episode and, you know, with everything with like the divorce, like, da, da, da. She kind of mentioned it as an afterthought. And it wasn't like, we are getting divorced. She kind of was just like throwing out topics. Yeah. Um. So, you know, she probably didn't even mean to say it. And I think what she actually meant was like the. The difficulties in their relationship or whatever but um the other thing i want to mention is uh, i saw my friend age this weekend shout out age she's a big bravo head and she said she's gonna just start slipping into conversation i'm a showman and like that's Eric, erica's excuse for stuff so i was like oh that's funny i'm gonna i'm gonna name our next podcast episode i'm a showman but now i kind of want to name it some wine and say what's going on so I don't know what I'm going to do, Jill. Well, I mean, maybe we'll save some wine and say what's going on when we go see Les Mis because it really doesn't have any pertinence here in this episode, just that we talked about it today. Okay. But it's just such a good title for things like booze and having, having some laughs. Yeah. So, age will get her title. Um, the other thing I was thinking about, because I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about a movie being in, a song being in a Tom Cruise movie. On Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last week, Dorit's husband, PK recreated a scene from pretty woman at the beverly hills hotel or the beverly wilshire the beverly wilshire yeah and he he's like big in the music scene back in the day he's like best friends with boy george he's his manager he had berlin come and sing take my breath away to them very funny on-screen caption that said this song is from top gun not from pretty woman which is true and i was just like poor berlin like poor berlin doing him a favor but it's like they're being filmed for this and it's like Berlin it's like you're performing in a hotel room well maybe this. they're not really like a band sweaty man and anymore. his wife so they're like maybe they're yeah. like friends of PK from London I don't know is there a big like romantic song in Pretty Woman not just you know Pretty Woman Pretty Woman on the street 
Like when they have sex in the piano room. It's 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 uh, instrumental. Um, yeah, right. I think it's silent actually. Um, I'm trying to think of the song when they go in Sa- the plane to San Francisco. That's a song, but I can't think of what it is. Yeah, King of Bushel Thinking. Uh, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the what, best. That's what I'd want someone to come perform to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, that that's really all the bro. I still haven't watched Potomac. Um, oh, it was good. Okay, so maybe I'll watch that. Yeah. After we get off the phone. Yeah. Okay, what you want to talk about, J Lo? Yes. So um, this weekend um, was the Los Angeles County um, Art Museum Art and Film Benefit Gala, which is like a big deal on the. Well, that's what like Kim K and Radikowski were at. Yeah. At the awards circuit, but it usually gets like not that much press because there's so much usually going on this time because like everyone's preparing for the award season, but because of the strike, there's nothing going on. So this was like real big news. Cause we were like, we haven't seen actors or big celebs in a while because there hasn't been any promotion anyway. So it looked great. Everyone looked beautiful. I just wanted to specifically point out JLo. She looks phenomenal and I'm going to send you this right now so you could look at it. But okay. I did notice this trend also at BravoCon. It's not a new trend, but she's basically wearing underwear with like lace over it. She looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But it's just underwear. Yeah. And then she's wearing the largest necklace I've ever seen. It's basically the necklace from the Titanic, the heart of the ocean. Okay. So uh, Britney Spears dropped it in the water. I know at the end of the movie. So I just, she's like, I just was like, wow, JLo. Her text has not come through. And no, it's on Instagram. Oh, so sorry. Um, so Ryan will post a picture, but I just want everyone to be like, wow. I mean, she looks beautiful, but like. Oh, no, this is different, though. She's wearing like a sheer maxi skirt. I thought she was just with Gucci be, like, underwear straight. and a Gucci bra. Like it says Gucci on the underwear like you would wear in your home. Yeah, Because they they pay her for that. I mean, they sponsored the event. Yeah. But yeah, I was just like, holy wow, Jayla. That's all. Yeah, it's an interesting... I'd maybe prefer if she had not the band that says Gucci, but I don't mind the, like, nude underwear under the, the white blouse. So many housewives that this weekend wore, like, a sheer yeah, bodysuit with underwear. Yeah, this is a thing, under- like, I don't know, eight years ago? Right. I want to say, like, Lady Gaga was like, we're not wearing pants anymore, and now it's like, what the fuck are we doing? That's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to bring your attention to this event's fashion. Yeah, that... That um that necklace is very heart of the ocean, except it's red. And she's yeah. pictured with Ben Affleck, the only straight man in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so Travis and Courtney. Mazel. They had a baby. They had a baby, Mazel. Do we have confirmation that his name is Rocky? Not it's like TMZ has been calling him Rocky, and we all know they're in tight with the Kardashian camp. But the only confirmation is that, like, I guess. A couple weeks before he was born, there was an interview that Travis did where he basically said, you know, his name is going to be Rocky. And I think that was the confirmation. But, like, people change their mind, you know, in the hospital when they have a baby. A la la Kylie Jenner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, but that was even that today I was, like, reading about it on TMZ. And it feels like, again, it feels like everything's an assumption. It's like they saw Travis show up at Mount Sinai or Cedar Sinai, whatever. Oh, it like is. there's no confirmation that she had the baby. 
But then they posted a few days later, like they welcome baby boy, but it still seems super vague. And like, they are just assuming based on like people coming in and out of the hospital, like Kylie Jenner, like Travis Barker, but, and, and Travis was seen going back to the hospital today. So they're like, if they did have this baby on like Halloween, she's still there a week later. Like what's going on? Which is like, so weird. It's too personal. Yeah. But, um. So yeah, it's like I th- I think so, and like I said, TMZ and the Kardashians are like this, fingers yeah. crossed. And so like you'd think that they, so I I assume yeah she had the baby, but I don't know. They're being kind of cagey about it. I feel like, which is fine. It's her own personal information, right? And I'm sure, and Courtney is of the bunch, like the least media interested. So yeah, they're probably the waiting for her to make about- confirmation. She doesn't want to, so. I was thinking about them the other day and how, like, because I was listening to a Blink-182 interview while I was walking, and I was like, they're so, you know, like, we're in love and great love our life and making out all over each other and, like, want to have this baby. But I'm like, what do they really fucking talk about? Like, I feel like their whole relationship is just, like, I don't know, we're horny for each other, but, like. But what does any couple talk about, Ryan? I'm sure they talk about the same things. I feel like they don't, but I feel like they don't, right? I don't feel like they have those minute couple conversations of like, are you going to go get milk? Like, (laughs) I feel like, or like, what TV show do you want to watch? Like, I don't know. It all just seems so weird. And I have a a bad feeling that it won't last. Oh, I hope it does. Um, And like, I don't know. I feel like it was such a, like, I mean, I get it, age and stuff, like rush to have a kid. I don't know. I'm just like, what do you guys fucking talk about when, yeah, like all the kids are out. It's just the two of you on the couch at night. You're drinking your wine. Like, is he just licking your toes and rubbing your feet and like you're having sex? Or like, are you talking about Penelope soccer practice or, you know? Maybe both. The other thing I wanted to mention is Travis Barker has two kids with Shayna Mokler that he is the biological father of. Shayna Mokler had, has a daughter, Atiana De La Hoya, that she had before travis whose father is well whoever de la hoya i forget his first name oscar no that's yeah, de la oscar. no it's oscar de la hoya too okay so when they were together travis and Shayna, travis adopted atiana um because she, she was probably she was probably like eight years old or something like that i appreciate in articles when they'll say and oscar didn't contest it i mean i remember this from the show but i don't, I don't think yeah. he was like in her life really at all and that's part of why travis did this from my understanding, or she saw him like once a year or something. I could be wrong. But I do appreciate in articles when they talk about Courtney and Travis, when they say like Courtney has four kids and Travis has three and they include Atiana. But today on TMZ, it just said Travis has two kids, mm. um, Landon and Alabama. And Atiana's older. She's like in her 20s. You know, it's not like she yeah. needs a legal guardian. But I just wanted to say I appreciate when people include, include her, her. Yeah. in the family because she, she's- she does. She's very much in the family, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's, you know, if maybe like a sister to Alabama and Landon and like whatever. So, shout out to her. <laughs> Mazel. Okay. Do you want to talk about um, Megan Fox? Yeah, just briefly. Um, so, Megan Fox is coming out with a book of poems, poems. Poems, uh, mostly. So, I think it came out today, or she like just started the promotion today. And it's revealed in the book of poems that she had a miscarriage early on in her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. And I'm just bringing it up to say, like, I applaud her speaking about it. And I applaud her. I don't know how in-depth she gets in the um, book about it. Some of the poems they released are a little interesting. Not really my taste on what I would think you would talk about specifically after having this 
life-altering experience. Um, but I just think it's great that she's bringing it out and she's, she's talking about it on the Today Show when she's promoting the book. She's talking about it in all her interviews. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. I had three kids. I'm shocked this happened. This has never happened to me before. This really yeah. had an impact on our relationship early on. You know, she's talking about it all. So I'm just very happy and glad that she is bringing it out there and hopefully making other women more comfortable speaking about it and realizing that it happens to so many people over the world, all over the world. And there's nothing, there's nothing like it just happens. There's no cause and effect. It just happens. Right. Anyways, all the time time for no reason. I feel like she, yeah, she hasn't been like done press in a long time for anything. So it's interesting that you say she's on the today show and stuff. And like, obviously, yeah, she wants to promote and sell her book, but I was like, I feel like I haven't seen her in so long since that, you know, their alleged breakup rumor when she posted the thing on Instagram and then, they got back together. But I'm like, are they good? Are they still getting married? Like, I don't know if they're still getting married, but it seems on this press tour, she's like, yeah, we're together. So, Yeah. I like Megan Fox. I hope she finds peace. Yeah, I'm sure. Hot take, though. Like, if you're divorced and you have, like, a good enough amount of money and you have, like, kids from your first husband, do you need to get married again? I feel like this is your question a lot lately. It um, is. Probably... <laughs> Don't get married. It, yeah. You got married. But if I was financially because he had well off. health insurance, you can tell me. Yes, exactly. Um, if I was like financially well off, if I got divorced and like afterwards I was financially well off and like, I don't know. I just wouldn't get in a legal entanglement with anyone that I didn't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Anyways, I feel like some some celebrities might do that. Say they're married and like not actually legally be married. You know what I mean? Did it, oh, Potomac. They were like, I didn't see the marriage certificate, so I don't know Robin and Juan. And I'm like, I haven't seen uh, any of my friends' marriage certificates, but I'm assuming they're legally married. <laughs> like, it's not something you show to your friends. I've, I might have seen Baker's because Jill signed it. <laughs> right. I was like, unless you're like the witness, you would never see someone right. else's marriage certificate. So that is funny. Or like, yeah, like we need to see people's birth certificates. Obama. I haven't <laughs> seen anyone's birth certificate. I just assume they're born here. With people who say they were. Right. Um, speaking of books, Jill, I wanted to tell you about this book I bought. Oh, she's showing a picture. Well, she's showing so, the actual book to me. Yeah. So I went to Mystic, Connecticut this weekend. Shout out to Colette for inviting us to your hometown. It was lovely. And on my last day there, I walked around with Nicole and Eliza to some stores. And there was this great bookstore. It, I, I looked up the name so I could shout them out. Bank Square Books. Um, I also met, you know, some dope girls and they said they listened to the podcast. So, hey, girls, if you're not listening, you're dead to me. And if you are, <laughs> welcome. Thank you very much. So anyway, they, I was in the bookstore for a while. They had a section of like classics or historical, whatever. And it was like, you know, Pride and Prejudice, Emma, Little Women, like some of the, you know, whatever, Mark Twain, Charles Dickens. And I saw this book called A Course of Witches by Paul Buckland. And I read the back because there's lipstick on the cover. And it says, a thrilling rediscovery, a lost gay classic about a traveling drag show in 1950s England. Hmm. And then the quick synopsis is, as far as Eric and Gertrude Ford know, their teenage son, Colin, is working at a textile factory in Liverpool. So imagine their shock and horror when they attend a show at London's Palace Theater and see him take the stage wearing a dress and a wig. And then it, blah, blah, blah. First published in 1959 and never previously reprinted. Paul Buckland's Chorus of Witches is an exciting rediscovery, one of the first novels about drag queens and a forgotten gay classic deserving of new attention. Wow. So this and is both. 
Well, I don't know. It's a novel. It's a novel. Boats means based on a true story, fam. Yeah. And then I, there is a note in here somewhere that says, like, there's no, like, oh, here it is. Nothing is known about Paul Buckland, the author of Chorus of Witches. The name may well be a pseudonym, and there are no other works credited to Buckland. No copy of the contract or other correspondence with the author was to be found in the archives of the original publisher. W.H. Allen, meaning Buckland's identity may never be known unless a relative or someone who knew him comes forward with information. Ooh, scandals. Yeah, and I was just like, one, I didn't know there were drag queens in 1950s England. Sick. There are drag queens everywhere, all over the ages. I know, and then I was like, A, I'm sure I'm going to love this book. <laughs> That's why I bought it. I mean, that was kind of expensive. And I just, yeah, what a mystery. Like, you know, maybe a lot of people know about this, it? and I'm just new to it. No, not yet, because I'm reading another book right now that's a library book so i gotta finish it first but it's probably next up on my list but i just thought that was interesting the history of it and i wanted to read it to you yeah um do you want to go with your jonas uh yeah just very quickly um i guess it was this past weekend uh taylor swift was at dinner with people in new york who were famous (laughs) and people took pictures but of the group it was like her and Brittany Mahomes in the front Brittany Mahomes with her Quinceanera jumpsuit that she'd wear is the Staten in Staten Island. Um, And then it was also there, Cara Delevingne, my girl, was there, and some other friends. But there's a picture of... Wait, Cara Delevingne, that's what you said? Yeah, she was there. There's a picture walking on the steps out of the restaurant of Gigi Hadid, Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, and Sophie Turner. And there were a lot of funny captions on it, but all four of those women are an ex of a Jonas brother. And it was like the Jonas Selena Brothers are quaking. Yes. So I don't remember the, this. Yeah, it was like, you know, after Miley, before um, Cole Disney Poe, time. Like, Dis- Disney time, yeah. But what's funny, so yeah, I like the, the comments were like, the Jonas Brothers are shaking, like, you know, whatever, the coven of exes, blah, blah, blah. But what's funny to me too is, so yeah, these four women, all exes, all hanging out. Three of them are exes of Joe, only one of Nick. I'm like, damn, Joe, get it. And then also my and sweet angel Kevin. prince, Kevin, because he locked it down with his wife. It was just his birthday two days ago. It's Adam Devine's birthday today. Happy birthday, Adam Devine. And it's just funny to me that, like, you know, Joe has all the, the quote, famous exes, and they were all hanging out. Yes, great. That's all I wanted to say. Um, so do you want to explain the NWS? I allegedly, to- Sophie Turner was seen kissing like an English aristocrat. I saw that. We didn't talk We didn't talk about it last week. Not, I don't know if I believe it, but whatever. Good for her. Me neither. I was like, I, that. it was a blonde person. I wasn't for sure it was her in the picture. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the NWSL championship and then I'll talk about how it's relevant in my life? Yes, of course. So the National Women's Soccer League championship is this coming weekend and in the championship game are gotham fc team from new york ali krieger's on the team she's retiring my girlfriend christy mewis is on the team and lynn williams and kelly o'hara go gotham and then the other team in the final is ol rain which is megan rapino's team also retiring and roosevelt and emily sonnet and jess fishlock and a bunch of other players we like so and they were both kind of like the underdogs to get into the final so it was kind of sick. They both beat like better teams. Um, and now they're going to be playing each other. And it's just, A, I'm happy because they're the two teams I like the most in the league. But then I'm sad because I want Gotham to win and I'm worried they won't. And 
Allie Krieger and Megan Rapinoe both announced they were retiring at the start of the season. Now they're both in the finals against each other. And it's just, you know, funny. And there's a lot of memes of like the NWSL script writers really did a good job this season. And they sent texts to each other while ago joking, like, when's your last game? And they're like, November 11th, the fucking championship. And that's actually what happened. So, um, and one thing I want to say is I was talking to my friend Jen, shout out, about this movie that Sophia Bush is in called Chalet Girl that Ed Westwick is in. And we're going to oh, watch yeah. it when she comes here in December. Is that and Sophia Bush? She's only in it like a little bit, I think. But they, oh. we, I saw a clip of it on Instagram and I sent it to her. And she was like, but aren't you mad at Sophia Bush right now? And I was like, technically, no. I would say innocent until proven guilty. So I'm not mad <laughs> at Sophia Bush currently. And I haven't really heard anything else about this whole Ashlyn Harris alleged. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Jen was coming. Let me know. We'll do something. Um, yeah, December 8th weekend. We're going to see the main, their Sweet oh, 16 tour. The Immaculate Conception, December 8th. Great. Um, so I come to you this because I real. they just picked December 25th because it was a pagan holiday that people in the Middle East already celebrated and they wanted to sell away. No, it's real, Ryan. December 8th was the day that Mary was inseminated by not having sex. It's and real. she gave birth two weeks later? Yes. That's the story? Yes, she wasn't even pregnant nine months, walking in no room at the end. Not only was it immaculate, it was like sped up gestation. Yes. I'm still scared I'm going to get immaculately concepted. Thanks, Catholic school. Anyway, so... Um, as we've talked previously, um, Allie Krieger is getting a divorce from um, Ashlyn. Why can't I think of her last name? Harris. Harris, another female soccer player. And um, there's been rumors that Ashlyn cheated on her with Sophia Bush, and Allie Krieger posted, you know, in my lemonade area era. Anyway, so I think allegedly she cheated not with Sophia Bush and is dating someone. Sophia Bush now. Okay, just so, just to again defend my girl Sophia. And we talked previously about how now the soccer girls like don't have to take sides, but it must be hard because they're friends with both of them. And it seemed like Rapino was really good friends with Ashlyn. But in the past few weeks, Rapino and Sue Bird, her fiance, who's one of the most famous basketball players to ever play the game, um, posting support for Allie. I thought you were going to say one and of the most important people in my life. <laughs> also one of the most important people in my life. Sayas at Long Island. Yes. Um, yeah. So they have been posting their support and that they've been hanging out with Allie Krieger. So I don't know if that means they're team Krieger or they're, I don't know what it means, but anyway, Sue Bird posted today after, or it was yesterday, whenever it was figured out that they were going to be the championship. Can anyone hit up Donna Kelsey and tell me how she makes those jackets? I need to make an Allie Krieger and Megan Rapinoe jacket. And I just thought that was hilarious. And well, the so other happy. part of that is because she's a part owner of Gotham FC. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. That's that's more so what she meant, not Allie Krieger. It's like she wants to cheer for Gotham because her and Eli Manning and have a stake in Gotham. And Krieger. And Krieger. But then obviously her future wife is on OL Reign. Yeah. I think I it's – I mean, I'm sure like the teams want to win, but like I just think it's an exciting story that Rapino and Krieger are like, who cares? Like, Also, the last two games, like each team won by one and the goals were kind of like wonky and came in towards the end. Like it wasn't anyone's best – team performance and i feel like the final might be like that too not because any of the teams are bad just because it's like they're both good and everyone's and like yeah stressed. yeah yeah so it's just like kind of weird soccer to watch it's not like it is it's like very much a stalemate you know but not in an exciting way kind of in the like oh god someone scored a goal like yeah, i don't know yeah. it's like weird i just hope the goalies protect their pinkies that's you know that's my wish so next week we'll be able to tell you 
What said if Sue Bird's jacket won? <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Sophia Bush, Stephen Coletti was on the One Tree Hill podcast this week, and they've been doing this new thing during the strike where they asked them 23 questions from this like Proust questionnaire that, yeah. that they do in Vanity Fair. Explain to um, the who Stephen Coletti is if they don't know. What? Stephen Penn? Stephen Coletti got his start on reality show Laguna Beach on MTV and then later became an actor and was on One Tree Hill and now has a show with one of the stars of One Tree Hill, James Lafferty, who I fucking love. Uh, I think it's called like Everything's Fine or something like that. And they work on it independently together. So he can still talk about it during the strike. Anyway, so a couple things. One, just listening to him do his 23 questions. He seems just such like a nice, wholesome boy. He seems like he was raised right. He's really close with his mom and his siblings. He loves his nieces and they buried him in the sand at the beach. He loves his girlfriend. He just seems There's like a good girlfriend. dude. Her name's Alex something. I think he met her. She's on the show. And James's wife is on the show too. So it's like, which gives me hope because I'm like, Steven's probably like 42 and, and he just has a girlfriend he loves so much. Maybe that will happen for me. And it, it'll be Trey Phillips. But... <laughs> Anyway, just he just seems so like like a good dude, and I was thinking that like most of the Laguna Beach kids seem like good people with like yeah. good heads on their shoulders, you know, low Lauren Conrad, except for Jason Waller, although he is he's kind of turned it around now. Yeah, but I was like, can you really think of any of them who are like now like oh sucked in by fame and like fucked up? I feel like for the most part they because they grew up in like a quote normal small town. Yeah, like, I mean, there's a couple of DUIs amongst them, not just Jason. Yeah, alcoholism is a disease. I agree. It's an um, epidemic. But yeah, no, I think they seem like pretty responsible, normal people. Um, Morgan, who was on season one, she has a very successful children's uh, oh, yeah. clothing wear company, no, Minnow, which I've ordered When you say Morgan, for. what do you have to say? At the top of my lungs, <laughs> That was Christina. Oh, fuck. Which is Morgan the one who is not staying in Laguna? I'm not staying here. I'm not. And she goes to BYU. Like, she was, like, obsessed with going to BYU. Shout out to Kelly and Slide. used to say that all the time. I'm not staying here. We regret to inform you. (laughs) That's all they would say. (laughs) Anyway. Um, So, okay. Good for Stephen Coletti. Um, The other thing he was saying is that his sister, who has had four kids, I think, three or four kids, is now really into running and runs ultra marathons, mm. which is a hundred miles, like in the desert. You read that book, whatever. Hillary, Burton, Hillary Burton Morgan says, I'm sorry. She had four kids. <laughs> She's like, your bladder doesn't work the same way. Your stuff doesn't work the way. She's running a hundred miles. I just want to know scientifically, like how she does that. And I wrote that down to tell you. I went we to, the, weak, what, say what you're going to say. I said, we both have weak pelvic floors. <laughs> I went to the chiropractor this morning and she's like, she knows like, I'm not a workout person, but she's like, oh, knows that I work out. Anyway, I'm not explaining to be like this big workout person. But anyway, she yeah. was like, oh, have you done any road races recently? And I was like, no, I haven't really been able to run since yeah. I had a child. I actually went to the gym last night and ran just for like a half hour on the treadmill. That's the first time I felt like I could do it in 19 months. And she was like, oh, really? I was like, yes, sorry. Yeah. But, so yeah, four kids and running an ultra marathon. Good for you, girl. I I wonder if it was all C-section. Yeah, right. And then the other two quick Laguna things I wanted to say is one is, um, I feel like Lauren Conrad and Lo Bosworth were both Laguna Beach girls who were like best friends. They were on the hills together. In recent years, it seems like they maybe fell out of touch. And I feel like I heard Lauren on a podcast kind of say that, 
Lowe did an interview recently where she said she doesn't really keep in touch mostly with the Laguna people, but she does still talk to Lauren. So fans rejoice today to know that they are still in contact. Good. I follow Lowe and I'm like really interested in this company that she has, Love Wellness. No, okay. Oh, I know you have bad things. One of my it. friends had a bad experience with a supplement uh, that you put in your vagina and had a really bad reaction. Aside from her products, it seems it seems that she's good that she's promoting talking about um, yes. female bodies and all the stuff we go through and how it's not really discussed. Well, and do you know we... how she started the company? Yeah, yeah, I do. But you could say. She was like feeling super depressed out of nowhere and she never really had depression before. And she went on like, you know, a very long journey. I think she had to take time off work and she was really struggling. And then she eventually like went to like a million specialists and doctors and she found out she was like really deficient in certain vitamins and once she like fixed that, the depression went away. Pin in that, that's every person with depression's dream. That it's not just in your head and there's nothing wrong with your brain or your chemicals. It's just like, oh, you need more vitamin B. And it's very rarely, in my experience, the case. So maybe low, maybe that was true. Maybe she just got over her depression because she, you know, was working on something, but whatever. But through that is how she kind of wanted to learn more about like things that we might be deficient of in our bodies so she could help people not be depressed. So obviously I'm into that. Yeah. And now it's a lot about uh, vaginal wellness and right. Yeah. Reproductive wellness. I don't know what, and I feel like I had one more other Laguna beach thing that I was going to be like in my Laguna beach roundup. Um, oh, that Kristen Cavallari is on Raya and I saw yeah, a clip I saw of that. her talking about it on her podcast. And I was like, do I need to listen to her podcast? I don't know. She seems like normal, relatable, Aside from having money and her ex-husband's a football player and probably hooked up with so many Hollywood people that she could never say. Isn't he dating someone now? What? Is Jay Cutler dating someone now? Who knows? Who cares? No one keeps up on him. Okay. Um, what's going on with Robert De Niro? These shoes. So, so Robert De Niro is currently in a trial involved in a trial because his former assistant is suing him. And I feel like this kind of went under the radar for me. I didn't really know much about it, but apparently the former assistant who then um, worked like, like as a vice president in his production company sued him uh, claiming years of gender discrimination and harassment. And then he countersued her uh, alleging financial misconduct and including misuse of company frequent flyer Myers. He said that she used millions of frequent flyer miles for her own purpose. Anyway, so it's a two-week trial. It's going on. He just took the stand, and um, she claims that he, like, asked her for back scratches. Um, he asked her to do, like, a lot of, like, female things that, like, you, you know, like, not yeah. – like, you know, like what – guys ask their assistants to do which like no your wife should be doing this i shouldn't be doing this things like well, that or do it your fucking self exactly um she's alleging that he urinated during phone calls with her and met with her wearing only his pajamas or a bathrobe um that the he directed her in the bath and the pajamas aren't that bad in my opinion directed her to scratch his back button his shirts fix his collars tie his ties and prod him awake when he was in bed He's alleging that she used thousands of dollars in personal expenses on the company's Amex, converted millions of the company's frequent fire miles for her own use, mm -hmm. uh, improperly treated the production company as a personal piggy bank for luxury items, and that she loafed during working hours binge-watching astounding hours of TV shows on Netflix. Oh, I thought I was going to say Bravo. 
Well, the first suit was that she just watched Friends the whole time she worked. Oh, too soon. So anyway, this is insane. Also, there, she's saying that she wasn't paid enough because she was a woman. And they're saying you made $175,000 in 2017. And then you made $300,000 in 2019. You're a senior VP at my company. It had nothing to do with the fact that you're a woman. Anyway, so if all this is true, like it's gross, but not at the high gross meter that we're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's just like insane that, that this is recorded in a legal document that this yeah. woman made $300,000 a year, but she just spent that whole time basically watching Netflix and taking private and taking flights with the company's miles. Well, it's like Sona, Kona's assistant. she like watched all of friends in a week on the show, but that was part of the show. Yeah. So anyway, during the trial, the questions that they're asking him, De Niro is like not answering directly. He's trying to like mm-hmm. turn the it back on her lawyer and be like everything you're saying is making it sound like i'm creepy or like you're implicating something that was not it at all like whatever so one of the questions is so mr de niro you were talking about the task that you had asked her to perform what was one is that that you asked her to assist with her pets with my pets uh yeah sometimes yeah we have a lot of dogs so maybe i asked her to help in that area yeah uh he also confirmed that she was in charge of finding plants for his homes like the fact that Rob De Niro is on the stand talking about his pets and yeah. plants with a former assistant is insanity. Um, she also, they also asked, did you ever call her a bitch at times during your employment? He, he said, again, this is nonsense. Uh, maybe I said, you know, oh, you, what are you? Uh, and then I stopped. I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And maybe I asked her to scratch my back maybe two times. Maybe I said it had an itch. It, I just needed one thing scratched. You're making it sound like it's something it's not. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, oh so I'm just like loving reading all this. And I'm just like thinking that Robert De Niro, something 70 years old who just had a baby is like, Which that's what makes you a creep. Yeah. It's like on the stand talking about how his ex-assistant scratched his back and watched his dogs. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting about that is like, you know, good for her if she feels she was discriminated against right. or like made to do tasks that were like, you know, not befitting Menial, of her yeah. or whatever, like go for it. But a couple things. If you're hired as someone's assistant, I'm sure there's some contract and it might say in there, you might have to scratch my back sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure. Technically, it, yeah. I mean, I other, if she had to button his shirts and do his collars, it could be because he has arthritis in his fingers <laughs> and he can't button his shirts. So point Robert for that one, if that's the case, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like you just know, the whole thing is ridiculous that she's suing for this amount of money and she made so much money and she did nothing but watch Netflix. Like, you should thank your lucky stars. Allegedly. You don't know Allegedly. that. Allegedly. That's the other thing that's funny. It's like, you want to sue this person for whatever reason. Like, A, maybe she feels founded. Maybe she needs money. Like, whatever. But that he can just come back and be like, receipts about these frequent flyer miles and things like that. Also, remember know? when we talked about months ago when he had that baby and like yep. he had this like younger wife and I was like, how much money yeah. could Robert De Niro have? Apparently a lot. If he's paying this woman. Oh, so is this in New York? Yeah. Because he lives in New York, right? Yeah. Um, He has a cheese guy. Adam and Durr has talked about it. They said he was the high, she was the highest paid person at his company, excluding his personal trainer. What (laughs) does that personal trainer do? It's scratching his back. Well, that personal trainer is probably making half a million dollars a year. Just like getting him to like go up and down stairs. I don't know. I keep forgetting what I'm going to say. 
Um, oh, also this woman, she's going to be like blackballed for being an assistant anywhere else now. So that's a bad well, thing. She, yeah, she ended up being like a VP in his production company. So if she wants it, that's what she's saying. Like he fired her and now she can't get another job. And also she's alleging gender discrimination. I wonder why he fired her. Because she was watching Netflix. Jill, I'm going to tell you a joke you're not going to like. Today we're Revere's local elections. And Eliza and I, shout out Eliza, is also in Revere. And we slept in the same hotel room this weekend to go to sleep one night. We listened to the mayoral debate so we could get get a sense of who we wanted to vote for. I'm for that, though. One of the candidates' last name is Keefe. And I was saying to Eliza today that they really should have campaigned harder for him for women in the area and had a slogan that's make sure to get out there and queef for Keith. No. <laughs> that's what I texted her today to see if she had done. That's terrible. It made me laugh. Anyway, very quickly, two things I wanted to mention to you is um, there are two men recently who I feel like I had crushes on a very long time ago and have just like worked their way back into my little heart. And they are Jason Mraz and Josh Hutcherson. Um, Jason Mraz is on Dancing with the Stars. I don't really watch the show, but sometimes I'll watch the clips like on YouTube or Instagram. And he's just so freaking cute on it. And he's so good. And I love him. And I was reading his Wikipedia today and he seems like a really good person. And he came out as bi and he has all these great causes and he make that he likes spends money on and he voted for Bernie Sanders and he loves Bernie Sanders. And I'm just like, good, good for you. And he got divorced in 2023. So maybe I can have a chance with him and his name ends in an end. And his birthday's end of June, so he's a cancer. Where is he from the world? Where was he brought up? East Coast? I think I think he was born in Texas, actually. Oh, okay. Jason Thomas Mraz. Pretty good name, you know? Well, Mraz, what is that? <sighs> I don't fucking know. Um, he was born in Mechanicsville, Virginia, and he went mm-hmm. to Mechanicsville High School. So okay. it seems like Virginia. He's divorced twice. Mm. Don't get married again. Czech, he is of Czech descent. Oh. So it's Czech. It means frost. Oh, my God. Mm. That's the last name of the hot hand doctor. It all, it's all coming around. <laughs> um, and anyway, Josh Hutcherson's in this movie that's probably too scary for me to watch, but I keep seeing commercials for it. Five and Nights at Freddy's. Go- Five Nights at Freddy's. And it it makes me go down a rabbit hole of watching uh, clips of him and Jennifer Lawrence in interviews or clips of PETA and Katniss in the Hunger Games being in love. And I'm just like, I love you, Josh Hutcherson. Real or not real? I would tap that. Real. And he is five foot five, um, which is probably shorter than the average for men, which leads me to my uh, question for you is, who's the shortest male actor you would fuck? (laughs) Because mine is Josh Hutcherson at five foot five. I don't know. That's very specific. I can't. So think it's of... like oldest celebrity, you know. But short. Not doing my research. Actor. I can't think of who's like historically short. I mean Tom Cruise, but I wouldn't have sex with him. I'm looking up how tall Eddie Redmayne is. Uh, but I have a feeling he's lanky. So, some wine and, and say. Quarter, yeah. Some wine and say what's going on, Eddie. Would you hook up with Daniel Radcliffe? No. Because he's pretty short. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe do some research. And to the folks Would at you home, hook up with Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love him. Elijah Wood. There's, you know, they're like of a group. Yeah. I don't know. Wouldn't. Okay. Um, my, I, well, 
I'll ask you a superlative question and we can do the post after if that works for you. Because I have two. One quickly is Jennifer Hudson is an EGOT. Yes. She was on Seth Meyers yesterday and I I didn't watch the clip yet, but it was the caption was something like didn't even realize when she became an EGOT. Like the Tony, like a year or two ago, she produced a show. If you were like a famous creator, which would you, which would be the most to you? Like, which one would you want to have? Well, if I wanted Tony for being a producer, I don't think that's quite meaningful because it's just like you well, gave money. It doesn't money. have to be the Jennifer Hudson ones. I'm just saying, no, I'm saying like, Grath were like a famous actor. If I wanted Tony for acting, performing eight shows a week, yeah. my blood, sweat, and tears, that would be amazing. If okay. I wanted for being a producer, that's not amazing. If I won it for singing and writing a song that was so meaningful to me, I won a Grammy, that would be amazing. Yeah. If I won an yeah, Oscar for-, for Our pop culture impaired friends and EGOT is when you have won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. It's very rare. There's only a few, the most important of which is Whoopi Goldberg. It's Whoopi, yeah. Um, I think I would any would be so meaningful to me depending on what it was. If it was something that I really believed in and it was reflected me and my- work and what you know my creative process i have none of these things creative process well, if you were famous which one do you think you would get well i can't sing um i'm not a writer i have no creative brain in my body that's not true it is 100 percent true so i guess it would be like acting okay although there's a creative process to acting but so emmy or an oscar yeah let's say emmy Although now it's all about golden age of television. Right. Well, we'll see after this book. What would yours be? What do you mean? Which I'd want a Grammy. What would mean the most to you? You'd want a Grammy. Yeah. Or a Tony, but probably Grammy. Um, My real superlative question for you is, for those who don't know, Barbara Streisand is a woman like Robert De Niro with a lot of money. When her dog dies, Mm -hmm. she... Close. So, like, I guess it was three dogs ago. I think she like clones her dead dog right. to make a puppy for her next dog, and basically has the same dog over and over again. Yes, I think that's kind of weird. But like, I guess if you love that dog and you like the breed or whatever, like, I don't know. Do you? So my question is, Jillian, if you could clone Gizmo after he dies, would you? And and no. that be your next dog? No. No. Because I'd want a rescue dog. Yeah. But so if no. he was a rescue dog. But then you're just making a new dog. I want to get a dog off the street or that's in a shelter. Right. That's like Seth Meyers' parents always have a sheep dog and they always name it Albert. So they're on like Albert the seventh, but they're always just like, Oh, me and Albert walking around and it's basically just like like how do you remember the Wait. difference between Albert two and Albert five? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And then, like, Seth joked, like, he'll have friends from high school who see his dad walking the dog, and they'll be like, the dad will be like, oh, it's me and Albert. And they'll be like, that dog's still alive, your dog from high school? And he's like, no, that was seven Alberts ago. That's insane. Right? So this, I've just been, like, perplexed by these dogs. Also, they seem, like, super disposable then. Like, just, they die again, another one. Right. And, like, it's not guaranteed. Like, you might, like, the second one might have been, like, really great and well-behaved, but maybe the fourth one is, like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe stop having dogs. You guys are getting up there, but unless it makes you happy. I'm with you. But yeah, the Barbara thing, I'm like, I don't know, man. 
Did you just find this out or you knew this about Barbara? No, I knew this. I just saw a picture of her on Instagram today and it made me think of it. Um, She's got a book and a new album coming out. Yeah. I was like, why is everyone posting pictures with her? But that makes sense. I just, she must have so much money was my other thought. Like if you're cloning your fucking dog, like (laughs) you're paying someone to do that. But again, it doesn't guarantee the behavior. Like it doesn't. If I clone Clark, what if the next one was like really well behaved, I'd be like, this isn't Clark. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wonder if she names them all the same name, like Albert. I don't know. Also, do you see the thing that was like page six is saying Jennifer Aniston really like impacted the most by Matthew Perry's death and really struggling? Like, how yeah. do they know? They don't. Maybe think of that because she likes dogs a lot and I think she would clone her dog that died if she could. I don't know. She's a rescue gal, so she might get one. Yeah. Okay. What's your post? Okay. The New York, the Marissa New York Post cover segment. The date is November 2nd, 2013. Also, we're getting into like 2013, November. So like for the next couple of weeks, it's all going to be Hurricane Sandy. Oh, yeah. No, but that was 2012. Oh, was it? So what are these yeah. other storms? Oh, I apologize. There was, I a was looking since, weeks. A year since Hurricane Yeah, Sandy. maybe. Anyway, okay. Infamous 80s vigilante and pot arrest. Bernard Getz, the subway vigilante who shot four punks on a number two train in 1984, was busted near his Union Square pad Friday for allegedly selling pot to an undercover female NYPD cop after asking if she wanted to get high. What's the headline? They're always so long. <laughs> um, I don't know. NYPD Green. Bernie. Like burn gets. Oh, stupid. Do you, does Bernie gets ring a bell for you? Like we didn't start the fire? Kind of, but not really. Okay. I'm sure my fellow we didn't start the fire fans will appreciate this. Yeah. I only know the fallout boy version. Just kidding. I haven't listened to it. They have a version of we didn't start the fire. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Mom was Why? like, what the fuck is this? Why I would... they put out earlier this year. That's so dumb. And I think instead of like Brooklyn's got a winning team, it's like COVID nineteen. Oh my god, that's terrible. Yeah, there's Why? all this other shit. Don't do I think that. it's like Pokemon, Bitcoin, no, no, thirty no, Doritos. No. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Down at the <laughs> lake beach. <laughs> all right, you're Kevin Bacon. We didn't mention her this week, but we mentioned her last week. It's Lapita Nyong'o. Oh. Um, well, this is like a cheat, but Michael Fassbender's in 12 Years a Slave. Is he in the X-Men with Kevin Bacon? I don't know. I don't know which X-Men Kevin Bacon's in. Is Michael Fassbender in an X-Men? Yeah, he's, um, Magneto. Oh, he's like young Magneto? Young Magneto, yeah. Um, Um, otherwise, I think Michael Fassbender's so attractive. How tall is he? Tall. Tall, tall, People love, I feel like people love... Michael Fassbender and Tom Hardy. Like, um, I also love his wife, Alicia Vikander. Oh, I didn't know they were married. I just saw that pop up on Wikipedia. He's six foot. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, he, yeah, and I love them both. So I love everything about them. Um, um, okay, so we gotta think about this. So oh. yeah, if Kevin Bacon, there's a in movie you ex- always forget about. But Kevin Bacon's the- in. Is he in it with Lupita Nyong'o? 
No, but there's, you know. A short connection? Yeah. Black Mass? Oh. Mm. Did well, you ever see 12 Years a Slave? No. Well, Joel Egerton's in Black Mass, and I know Joel Egerton is in, like, the reboots of Star Wars, and she's kind of like that weird robot in Star Wars. Is that what it is? No, but that might be one, but that's not the one I'm I'm looking at right now. Um, um Michael Fassbender is in X-Men First Class with Kevin Bacon. Okay, perfect. But um, Michael Fassbender is in... Um, oh, what? Uh, You're is, what are you why are you still fast bendering well also is brad pitt in 12 years sleeve or he just produced it because there's not like a lupita i can't re- like black panther i could get her from but cumberbatch but we're is in 12 years a slave and he's in black mass with kevin bacon as well. oh, cumberbatch you, are, 12- you are done because if michael fassbender's in 12 years a slave he's in this x-men first class with kevin bacon okay okay all right so we're done but cumberbatch who is trying to get you too because you forget about black mass yeah. Oh, I didn't know Cumberbatch was in 12 years of sleep. Jill, are we going to watch the Aaron Hernandez American True Crime story that we were discussing with our sister last night over text? I'm sure I'll give it a shot. But again, like I said last night via text, do we need more? Like, we've had, we had a good documentary. Or a Gucci. What was the one Darren Chris was in? Uh, yeah, Versace. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the last one was. It's was it not? It was Beanie. Oh, and I never it was, finished that. It was Monica Lewinsky, yeah. What was that one called? American Crime Story. Um, Impeachment, American Crime Story. No, but you know how they all have a name? I know, I forget that. Like, I think um, I'll, the, yeah, I'll give it a shot, but again, I don't need to, like... First season we were was there. OJ. Second we were season there in real was time. Versace. Third was Beanie. Fourth uh, says Studio Fifty Four. We didn't get that. I don't know. Oh, so Menendez wasn't him, huh? No, that was Law and Order. Um, were you working by the courthouse at the time when the Hernandez trial was going on? No, I was okay. No, because what year was that? Twenty sixteen. Was it twenty third? Oh, no, tw- I think it was, it was like I think I was still in Southie. At WB. Okay. Because that was our, like such a pain in the neck to go to the courthouse with all the camera crews outside. Yeah, no. I, I remember Nicole, t- like I, me watching it on TV, and she was sad because she loved him and the Patriots at the time. Well, um, so yeah, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Are you going to watch it? Sure. But it just start like they just started filming, or they haven't even started filming yet because the strike. I don't know. Yeah, so we were talking last night of, like, who we would cast to play, like, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Gronk, Aaron Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez's wife. So if you guys have good suggestions, looking at you, Shannon, we're open to hearing them. Uh, I don't know if you or Caitlin said Gronk is Gronk, and I thought that Caitlin, was good. Caitlin did. I hope so. Although, I don't know if he could bring the serious gravity. Oh, who was Tim Tebow? And I was like, why are they doing this? Because he went to college with him. No, but Caitlin, the person who's playing him, I think we were like... Oh, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Play? Yeah. We're like, why would you want to play Tim Tebow? Because they both love Jesus. He's not the one Taylor Swift dated, is he? Tim Tebow? Patrick Schwarzenegger. Oh, no, 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 no. She, he, Patrick Kennedy. 
Yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah. I, I get Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger's are Kennedy's of, too. Yes, Maria. Yeah, because yeah. of, yeah, 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 exactly. All right. All right, another fun one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lorelai. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Hey, no problem. Now I'll have time to edit it tomorrow. Godspeed. Good luck with your finger. <laughs> Thanks. I'm, I'm supposed to play soccer tomorrow. I'm not going to see you for like two weeks, I feel like. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. So when I'm on vacation <coughs> that Tuesday that I come back. Oh, no, I guess because I'm coming back come Monday back now. Monday. Maybe record still. I was thinking. Oh, no, but, but then I leave on Tuesday. Right. So I was going to say we should record one this weekend, but you're leaving this weekend. I'm not here this weekend. I know. All right. We'll talk. Because I was going to suggest that. We do a normal one next week, and then while the week after the week of Thanksgiving, we could we should watch Little Women, the oh. '90s one, and and do a commentary of it because I haven't seen it in a while. Okay, and that would be our Thanksgiving episode. But I don't know if we got to find a time to do it potentially. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to do it Monday night, but you might be very tired. I don't get until midnight. Oh, on Monday night. Monday the twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the twentieth yeah. is, or whatever. Yeah, so unless I don't know unless we bank. When do you get back from D.C.? Sunday, the 12th. Okay. And you well, leave the 16th. The Thursday, yeah. Yeah, so unless we bank two next week. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could take off for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we could. But I wanted to do Little Women. Okay, I would like to. Excuse me. All right, that's us planning our travel, guys. I'll leave that in for you to listen to. Okay. Okay, see you then. See you then.